Good morning and thank you for joining us for episode 8, part 3, where we're continuing our Back to the Start series. This is a four-week series designed to walk us through the book of Amos, focusing on how our spiritual walk with God affects our pursuit of righteous justice. We're going to be asking questions like, how can we return back to the basics of Christian devotion? And how can we get back to the roots of our faith? And so let us start off by talking about Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela was a South African anti-apartheid revolutionary political leader and philanthropist who served as the president of South Africa from 94 to 1999. He was the country's first black head of state and was the first elected in a fully democratic election. It was interesting, though, that for a man who led such a great life, uh, he had a very strange thing happen at his memorial service. That in 2013, there was a sign language interpreter hired for his event, but didn't actually know sign language. He stood next to the speakers and he waved his hands and he looked the part. He appeared to be using American Sign Language, but none of it really meant anything to anybody. He was putting on a show, but nobody got the meaning. Really think of Amos chapter 5 through the lens of that example about a sign language interpreter who's signing, he looks the part, he appears to be speaking the language, but nobody quite understands. That's what we see in Amos chapter 5, verses 21 through 27. And this is God saying this. This is what he says. He says, I hate and I totally reject your religious ceremonies and have nothing to do with your solemn gatherings. You can offer me whole burnt offerings and grain offerings, but I will not accept them. You can sacrifice your finest young animals as a peace offering, but I'm not even going to look up. And stop making that music for me. It's just noise. I will not listen to your melodies as you play them on the harp. And this is what I want. Let justice thunder down like a waterfall, and let righteousness flow like a mighty river that never runs dry. Verse 25. Did you offer me sacrifices or give me offerings during the 40 years I guided you in the wilderness, people of Israel? But now you place your trust in false gods. You pray to the idols such as Sukkoth and Kiyun, both detestable images that you've made for yourself. Because you worship offered to man-made images, you must go away beyond Damascus. So says the eternal God, the commander of heavenly armies. And so as we look at this, we do sense a few themes represented in the scripture. One is integrity. Another is justice, and lastly is righteousness. Amos is basically telling us that God is not interested in the show of religious ceremony, that that's not the point of religion. James 1 verse 27 says it this way, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So let's kind of get to the big idea of the message here. Going through the motions of religious acts means nothing when the rest of your life isn't lived out in obedience to God. 
So as we kind of break down Amos 5, we're going to pick apart certain verses or phrases and try to expound upon them a little bit more, as this is a little bit of a confusing bit of Scripture. So first, let's look at the phrase, I hate and despise your feast days. First of all, this would have amazed and offended all of those in Israel who heard Amos saying this. The nation told themselves that they really were honoring to God and pleasing Him by their observance of the feast and sacred assembly. But God was offended by their religious ceremonialism, disconnected from the heart and justice towards one another. Amos expresses the same idea Jesus did that's mentioned in Matthew chapter 5, verses 23 through 24, and this is what Jesus said. Therefore, if you bring a gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go on your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come offer your gift. God thought all that Israel did, their feast days, their sacred assemblies, their burnt offerings, their grain offerings, their peace offerings and their songs, all of this was nothing as long as there was no justice or righteousness in their dealings with others. In summary, what happens outside the temple is more important than what happens within the temple. Let's look at this phrase. Let justice run down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. It might be super easy to separate our religious ceremonies from the way that we treat others and to think that God should be happy if he gives them their due without regard to justice or righteousness. But Amos teaches us that God won't have it. He says, keep your annoying religious ceremonies and let justice run down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. A momentary flow of justice and righteousness will not do. These virtues are to keep in the social order like a stream that does not dry up with summer heat. You're probably wondering also who are Sakuth, your king, and Chiyun that are mentioned in this. The statement you also carried Sakuth and your king, Chiyun, your idols, the star of your gods, which you made for yourselves, is huge in this passage. Apparently, these were pagan deities Israel brought from them from the land of Egypt into the promised land. And this is important to note because this would imply that the Israelites never fully got rid of the gods of the past. That God was reminding Israel that though they sacrificed to him in the wilderness, they were also hung up on their idolatry days of the past. It didn't please him then, and it doesn't please him now. The NIV translates Sakuth and Chiyun as shrine and pedestal. Simply, this is a difficult passage to translate, but it's important to note that false worship of idols will always lead us into trouble. And lastly, the promise, therefore I will send you into captivity, Israel's extreme sin merited an extreme correction that involved deportation of the Israelite people to uh, somewhere that they really didn't want to go, and that was going to be Babylon. So what does all this ancient prophecy have to do with us today? Well, first of all, think of it like this. Think of prophecy like a marriage. Our relationship with God can be compared with the marriage. So what makes a marriage? Is it, is it simply just the words that I say or the things that I do? Is it the certificate that makes it a marriage? Is posting about it on social media and showing the world my date nights 
or posting a long paragraph on my anniversary of marriage. The reality is, no, they're not. If the actual relationship isn't there, then what everybody else sees is just an empty gesture used for keeping up appearance. It's the same way with our relationship with God. If we have to be dedicated in our covenant relationship with Him, and that's really what Amos is after in Amos chapter 5, is he's saying you can't be one way in the temple and go out and take advantage of your brother out in the public. Your behind-the-stage life has to match with your stage life. So let's get down to application. Examine your life today. Is it just a religious show, or do you take time to obey God and live out His justice even when no one is looking? First question to ask yourself is this, is what is one thing from this podcast that stood out to you? Second is why would God hate worship that goes through the motions so much? Three is have you ever felt like you were just going through the motions in church? Four, how can we snap ourselves out of treating Christianity this way? And lastly, how are other people in our life affected when we're just going through the motions? I hope that these questions in this podcast helps you today in evaluating your life. And the great thing is knowing that at the end of Amos, that the day of the Lord does come and that he's looking to reconcile his creation back to the original purpose, which is incredible news, that one day creation will be restored, humanity will be restored, and as our relationship has already been restored because of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. May you find encouragement in this today and use it to evaluate your life. And may today you serve the Lord 100% for him. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week.